You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, Matt, usually we would do the fantasy football focus at this point, but, um, well, there's really nothing fantasy football-ish going on no, right now. No, there's no news. on We'll just bump everything back a day. Yeah, so we'll, maybe we'll do something tomorrow, some DFS stuff or something. But I did think uh, Bill Barnwell put out an article on yeah, I didn't ESPN. Look at it, but I'm interested how what he picked here. His all-pro team. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take like one quarterback, one running back. He I mean, I picked he first picked, and second team. You know, I think he has 50 stuff. guys total or yeah. something. He said, yeah. Uh, so a quarterback, he has Patrick Mahomes on his first team. His second is uh, Joe Burrow. Can't argue with That's, either of those. Would be my picks too. Uh, Allen and Hurts would be three and four in some order, but Burrow would be two. I was asked this today, and I don't agree with it, but there was a case made. That since Hertz has been out the last two weeks, his MVP case got stronger. I kind of see that logic, but I can't reward someone with the best award going for playing less. That would be like giving TJ Watt the Defensive Player of the Year award, uh, right? Because look at all the numbers. When look what, in, yeah, they went they one and seven without him. They're seven and two right. with him. He has to be. But Mahomes <laughs> outplayed him was my argument. Like, yeah. If, if Pat Mahomes didn't exist, I would listen to that, but I can't. Yeah. Right. Uh, at running back, who would be my one? Maybe McCaffrey or Eckler. He's got Nick Chubb at one, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs at two. I'm fine with Jacobs. Jacobs Jacobs A should be one. Yeah, he should be ahead of Chubb. And Chubb doesn't. There's too many games for Chubb where they just forget about him. Yeah, and he just doesn't touch the ball enough the passing game. Yeah, like, like ever. I mean, Eckler doesn't have great rushing numbers, but he's going to set the record for catches, and he has a million touchdowns. Yeah. I think he's a better case. I think Barkley has a better t- case than yeah. Chubb. So does McCaffrey. So does McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah he's a difference maker. At wide receiver, got to be Jefferson. He picks three on his first team. First of all, this is a hard one to narrow down. And but, then he picks three on his second team. So he's picking six wide receivers. Well, then it's not as hard to narrow down. Yeah, he's, he's really kind of. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Tyreek has to be there. Jefferson has to be there. I, I mean, Adams is has a case, but he's had a lot of down games. And then guys like Diggs have slowed down. He's picked Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown for his first team guys. I won't fight that. His second team guys, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb. Okay. I think Hill and Jefferson stand alone. I mean, Jefferson might set the record. Well, I guess Not so now. much now, yeah. yeah. He got shut down. Unless right? he has a massive game. Right. At tight end, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. I can't put Kittle on there. He missed I can't him. put Kittle on there, but who do you pick? It's a brutal position. Hawkinson's been really good as a Viking. Yeah. But that's not the big enough portion of the season for me. Andrews was good early in the season. <laughs> you know, but, but there was a long stretch for that. Long stretch where he didn't do anything. Um, I mean, I'm straining. It's not Waller. It's not Pitts, obviously. I'm just saying the guys who got drafted early in fantasy. Kittle's a good blocker. Missed time, though. I know. And they get a lot of down weeks, too. Yeah, I just want to... been a lot better since Purdy's been in. He's yeah, I, up, I just want... How many games did George Kittle miss this year? I don't think many. I think two. He has played this year in... Well, I hate... Why don't they put down the stats? Don't give me this projections and all that crap. <laughs> he has played in 14 games. Yeah, he uh, He has 56 catches for 736 yards and nine touchdowns. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really picked up the last month. Yeah. That's kind of by default. Though. I don't know who else to put there. Then he's got a reputation. I guess I would maybe do the same, but that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah. Uh, offensive line. And this is always the toughest part. Like, I always do used to do the football. Um, they would do the, the, the football writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would do our picks of, of these teams. And picking offensive linemen was always the That's most. always brutal, right. His left tackle is Andrew Thomas. He's been really good. Number two is Laramie Tunsil. Okay. I probably was uh, Trent Williams in there made it easy, but. He says he saw a three-way race between Jedrick Willis, Tunsil, and Thomas okay. for the top three spots. Jedrick Willis stinks. He doesn't stink, but he's Very, average. I mean, he's not he's an elite He's average yeah. for a guy who was drafted in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in that class. He's not with those guys. I mean, there's some just because stores. the rest of the line, well, they run for a lot of yards. Yeah, doesn't mean that he's very good or elite. I mean, no, right. Um, not an easy year. I mean, I know some right tackles got hurt. Tyron Smith's been in and out of the lineup. Bakhtiari's been out. Even like a young guy like Darasaw was coming on, but then he got hurt. I always would have stuck Trent Williams in there. I don't know what's so hard about it. <sighs> yeah, or. Jake Matthews had a really good year. Yeah, he never gets that kind of talk. But, I mean, they ran the crap out of the ball. In his career, the knock on him was really good pass protector. Can't run block. Doesn't do a lot in run block. <laughs> now all they do is run the ball, and he's been doing that just fine. Oh, yeah. wait, he can't pass block now. Yeah. You right, don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's not a bad one either. It's a good call. Uh, at right tackle, Lane Johnson. Yes, he just got hurt, but it's still, he's phenomenal. With Panay Sewell as the second team. Ah, that's a good call. Okay. I'm cool with that. At left guard, Joel Batonio and Joe Thune on the second team. Okay. I do think these Browns guys get a little bit more bump than they should. You yeah. Know, how much of it's guys. Chubb and how much of it is them? Yeah. And the fact that they play next to guys that are solid, too. I mean, yeah. There's not a lot of gaps. But, okay. As for Thune, they don't run the ball at all. Mm-mm. I mean, that's your your main job as a guard. Right. You better be a, a, a better. You better be able to run block. Yeah. I mean, he's a tackle turn guard protector type. Yeah. I don't see it. Like, I don't know who the best guard in the league is, though, right now. I mean, Nelson, I was, Nelson's had a really down year. How about Elgin Jenkins? Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't put Quentin Nelson on there, which is... Zach Martin's still playing well. Yeah. I mean, he's um, a right guard, but I mean... At right guard, Zach Martin. Okay. Mike Onoweno. From the Patriots. From the Patriots. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, I don't have a, a great argument of who else should be there, yeah. so I can't fight him too much on that. At center, Jason Kelsey and uh, Creed, Creed Humphrey. Humphrey. probably. Yeah. So okay. two, two Kansas City offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And they're yeah. two interior linemen. They don't run the football at all. I don't think their protection as a unit is phenomenal either. No, he escapes I mean, well. If it was Brady and sitting there, it'd be a lot different. If those guys, if Creed Humphrey and Joe Thune are playing for Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah does yeah. anybody mention them as as probably not? Probably not. I think they get uh, they get the bump for Bill. Well, they put the Creed Humphrey Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure easy. that Creed Humphrey is that good. Is my I mean, point. I don't know that he's pouncy, Kelsey no, type guy. No, Like, he's the next, like next year, and when Kelsey retires, is Creed Humphrey going to be at the top of this list every year for the next decade? Well, we know how it works with line, especially interior, is once you get on the list, it's hard to get off. Yeah. You know, in terms of Pro Bowls and accolades and things like that, because nobody watches them. I'd rather have <laughs> Eric McCoy. Yeah, I might too. I might too. I like Kelsey a lot still. 
I don't know how much yeah. longer he's going to be around. But I, if you're giving me a choice between Creed Humphrey and Eric McCoy, I'm taking McCoy. Mm-hmm. I probably would, too. Ragnall's good in Detroit, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Edge rushers. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Matthew Judon. I think mm-hmm. Judon's overrated. He's having a really good year, but I would not put him in that class. He... I know you're down on Miles Garrett, but I would put, I would much rather play against Judon than Miles Garrett. Yeah. And plus, I would put Parsons as an edge rusher. Yeah. He's probably cheating and not probably. To put Parsons yeah. as an edge rusher, but that's what he does best. If you look at Judon's better. average time to sack, I bet it's still high. It's really high because he's not as twitchy as these guys. Yeah, he beat you off the snap. Now, there's uh, to his credit, he gets the sacks, which means he's a, he's a hustle player. Mm-hmm. But I'm not putting a hustle player as my first team. Mm-hmm. Well, and, he gets he gets a bunch of cleanup sacks. The other thing they do a lot of too are twists and stunts, and it takes a little longer yeah. to get there. And the guy, you if you got to consistently, if you got to consistently game him up to get him to the quarterback, right, right, right. He's and they not do a, it well. He's not a first team All Pro. And then they got they have guys like Uche that they're a little undersized that only come in as specialty players, yeah. and then they move him around. And you know, I would have Clowney pretty or not Clowney. I would have Garrett still above him. I mean, he's got 15 sacks this year. I would probably Both stands alone. I would, I'd, probably, I would put Parsons. I'd probably really. have Max Crosby on there. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I yeah, mean, I'd have Crosby ahead of Garrett. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's had a phenomenal season as, the, o- all as the, the only guy on that yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on the second team along with okay. Hassan, Hassan Reddick. He's a part-time player, though. I know. I mean, they're just That's, that's just ball. looking at sacks. Yeah. That's all that is doing. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. you're not, you're Reddick not, would not be on the list. You're not factoring in any run play. Like, he says, well, you know, he Uche is one of his honorable mention guys here. Come on, man. I mean, Uche Look at and, something other than the sacks. Right. I bet Uche, I, I don't know this. I bet Uche plays 40% of the snaps. Yeah. And Red X probably at 60. Uh, a defensive tackle. Chris Jones and Quinton Williams on his first team. I think that's an easy one. Aaron Donald and Jeffrey Simmons on his second team. It's a little respect for Donald, who hasn't played in a long time. A long time. <laughs> and wasn't having an, an he wasn't was having, having a, a great year. Season, right. He has five sacks this year. Does he? I think I'd put Hayward on ahead of him. Yeah. Or they're interior. Cam guys. Hayward, I, I looked Did at this the other day. one of the runners-up? Yeah. Okay, good. I looked at this the other day, and again, it's pro football focus is grading. Yeah, right, right. Cam Hayward's the number one graded defensive tackle against the run. Mm-hmm. By far. Adds up. I mean. That bears some weight. But that doesn't, and he has like seven or eight sacks. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's been disruptive and is making big so, plays, too. Uh, whatever. This is. Barnwell's picks. Mm-hmm. Off-ball linebacker. He picks Micah Parsons and Matt Milano. I would have Warner. He has Warner and C.J. Mosley on this. I guess Mosley has had a good year. He's a little bit of a brand-name guy that's been distinct yeah. for like five years. <laughs> you can't call Parsons an off-ball linebacker, though. No. That, that's just, you're cheating. He's on the edge edge. every time it's third and whatever. Even more so. Yeah. He's on the edge most of the time. Yeah. Uh, a cornerback. Jair Alexander, he picked three cornerbacks. Jair Alexander, James Bradbury, and Sauce Gardner. I'm sorry about Bradbury, but if you ask him to play man, you're in for a long day. Yeah. I'm not sure who I would put in there. I mean. Well, his second team guys are Tyson Campbell, J.C. Horn, and Patrick Sertain. That's a good young group that should be on that list for a long time. Campbell's really come on well. Nobody will give him credit because he's a Colt, but Gilmore's been really good this year. Um, not a strong year though. I mean, I'm not coming up with a lot of names. I'm impressed with. Yeah. I mean, even Jari Alexander's been up and down. I mean, Darius Slay had a pretty good. I, I'd pick I'd Slay Darius Bradbury. Slay over Bradbury. Come on. And he'll go against the. He can play man. Bradbury's yeah. just a big zone corner. 
Yeah, I don't get that at all. Jalen Ramsey's still pretty good at football. He's still pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's safety. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka better be on there. Minka Fitzpatrick and uh, Talanoa Hafanga. Uh, Hafanga. He's kind of the Palomalu clone in San Francisco yeah. with the hair, and I guess he works out with Troy, and he's Polynesian and flies around the field like that. Yeah. Strong safety type. Uh, second team, Jordan Poyer and Justin Simmons. Okay. Yeah, not on great team for Simmons. Byard's still quite good. Yeah, I'd take Byard. Yeah. I'd um, take Byard. Let's just say it's James for the Chargers has been hurt too much. Yeah. But he's an impact guy. That's his kind of his career. I know. It's just, the only negative on him is staying on the field. Can't stay on the field. Kicker. Jason Myers of the Seahawks. Okay. Number one, Justin Tucker. Number two. I don't know the numbers. I mean, I, I would probably just defer to what percentage field goals you're making. Myers is making 93.8%. Mm-hmm. Tucker's actually missed some this I'd say year. Tucker's been a little down by his yeah. standards. The punter, A.J. Cole of the Raiders, second team, Tommy Townsend of the Chiefs. The kid from the kid Who's from the, ti- the yeah. Titans, is it the Titans? He's like setting records. It's right. like averaging 54 yards a punt. I forget, he's got a goofy name. I yeah. forget his name. He's got How do you a, not put him on there? Right. Brian Stonehouse. Stonehouse, okay. Yeah. I know Cole's had a really good year. I don't pay much attention to punters, but Stonehouse has had like a historic year. Right. I don't get that. I don't get it. Okay. Nor do I. Return man Marcus Jones uh, hey, really from the Patriots and Keyshawn Nixon of the Packers. Yeah, he's come on in a big way too. But he's a kickoff returner. Jones is a punt returner. They might both do both, but I kind of classify them that way. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. You, if you're better at one, typically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually a little smaller, shiftier, or, you know, straight lines fast. But that Nixon is a fine for the Packers. Yeah, that is so bad on special teams. Oh, the Lafleur era. Yeah, that is the uh, Bill Barnwell All Pro um, whole team team. Um, yeah, it's some arguments there, but it, I bet if I thought about it more, I'd have even more arguments. Probably, you if know, I had to I'm sit sure. down and do, if I were sitting down to do one on my own, it mm-hmm. would look, it would look different than that. Yeah, it would. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I wouldn't just look at the sacks on the edge guys. Right, right, right. I'm sure there's names I'm not thinking about off the top of my head as we spin through this that should be in there. Any other Steelers get consideration? I mean, Minka and Cam. I think that's it. Um, I mean, is Fryermuth that far off a of Kittle? I mean, the second tight end's a disaster this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Fryermuth is a no-brainer pro bowler type. He's in that he's conversation. On that he's on yeah, path, he's right? in that conversation. Yeah. I saw this the other day at the game during the game the other day. He is the first tight end or second tight end in NFL history with 60 plus catches. Both years. Him and Keith first, Jackson. Yeah, him and Keith Jackson. That's Yeah, they showed it on the broadcast. Pretty good uh, company to keep. It's pretty good. Yeah. No one else has done it in the history of the league. You forget about Keith Jackson what a uh, Oh, he was a great player. Yeah. For the Eagles, yeah. And this was in my stat pack last week. His 60 catches this year are a lot more yards than his 60 catches last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's stretching the field more and more. And, and that's something we talked about in the preseason, in fact. I wrote a story about it. Um, you know, the expectation is, I mean, he averaged like 8.8 yards a catch last year. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's been much more of a downfield. Is he 11-ish? I'm, I'm just guessing. He was, yeah, he's in the, pre- digits, the preseason, he was like 15 yards yeah. per catch. And I'm like, this is a precursor for what is going to happen with Pat Fryermuth mm-hmm. this year. And not that he's the only one in the history of the league that's battled through injuries, but there was a three-game stretch there where he was not the same. You know? Yeah. And his numbers were down, his snaps were down with the, with the foot injury. But he, I mean, he, uh, he's at 11.6 right now, which okay. is which a, really a nice a, That's yeah. a nice average for a tight end. Yeah. Uh, if you look at it, uh, his of his 63 catches, 37 have gone for first downs. Okay. So it's all over clutch. 50%. Yeah. yeah, there's that clutch rate. He's been Kenny's favorite. Catching 65.6. Uh, percent of his uh, receptions 
or his targets, yards I should per say. route run are really high amongst tight ends too. He's yeah. in the top five. Yards per target is seven point six. That's good. Which is down again down the Very field, good, especially right, considering right. Pickett's averaging six point one yards per t- right yards so per when attempt. He goes to him. He's above down the field. Average, right, yeah, right, right. down the field. Uh, that's sixty three catches too on ninety six targets. Now the targets are up from last year, but that's mm-hmm. what you would expect because he's de- he's farther down the field. Do you think in a healthy seventeen game season in the coming years? He can be an over eighty catch type of guy. That's a big number. That's a huge end. number for a tight end. I think he's. Kelsey type I think guy. he's a seventy five. Okay. Yeah. Kind of guy. Eighties. You know, like you do that a couple of years in a row, you're starting to talk Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, like that's a big, big number. If he had the seven touchdowns this year that he had last year, right? You could make the argument that he's been. He should be on that, that second team. Well, this pro. is usually a fantasy segment. The fantasy community would be like, "Oh, he's a superstar." Yeah. You know, As it is, he is a easy tight end one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, if you look at it, uh, he's got 123 catches, 1229, uh, 1,229 yards, and nine touchdowns in his first two two seasons. How many games total? I think he's missed Uh, 31. Okay. He's missed two then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if he does that next year, so let's add another four catches on. Yeah, I'm sure that's... This week. You know, that'll be his his over-under. So he gets another four catches for, let's say, 40 yards. So he finishes with over 750 receiving yards, mm-hmm. 67 catches, um, two or three touchdowns, depending on what happens this weekend. Yeah. He's a, he's a top five five to six tight end pick yeah. next year. Yeah, that's the path he's on. Um, I, I asked you about catches, the 80 number, which is huge. I don't know that he can be a 1,000-yard receiver, though. Like... He's good after the catch, but he's not Kelsey Kittle after the yeah. catch. You know, I mean, a lot of that has to come after the catch for tight end. Well, he, you know, he's talked about, and they've talked about for him becoming more like Kittle. Yeah, after he, the catch, I also think he's a better blocker than he used to be. Yeah, too. running guys over and, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. getting into the open field. I think that's coming Kelsey's with him. A space, fine space guy. You know, get him in stride, find space, long strides. Yeah, not running dudes over. Still, just twenty four years old. Right. I mean, they hit their stride at twenty-seven. Right. Yeah. So you got you got a couple more years here before yeah. he is what you know the what you would expect where he where he's in his prime. I think there's a strong argument that right this minute he's the Steelers' best offensive player. You could make that argument. Yeah. You could make that. I mean, he's yeah. maybe their most reliable. Now I know. Here's the other thing about this though. So I know people talk about. Well, Kevin Colbert should have taken the center with that pick too. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, they should take Creed Humphrey. Or the you know the drop stuff. Well, he does have four drops this year. Not that many. It's, which is you're right. It's not that many. For Deont- middle of the field, Deontay guys. Johnson has one more. It was kind of my right. point with this. Like yeah, Deontay yeah. Johnson, well, he all he does is drop the football. Right. He has five drops all year. And how many uh, attempt or how many targets? Yeah. A ton. A ton. I mean, a ton of targets. More right. than Fryermuth. Oh, of course. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think look moving forward, if you look at the Steelers' target breakdown, you talking about like in future years. Yeah, next year, right. going into next year, Deontay still. Number one, but it's closer between him and Pickett's because he's the, he's the chain mover. He's the yeah. I think I think where they missed out with Deontay this year is the, is those are the ones where you hit him on the slant over the middle and he gets some run after the catch that uh, way. That's as opposed to right. you know just running hooks and throw it to him and right. hope he, hope he gets. That's one of my problems with his passing game is too many routes or receivers coming back, coming toward, back yeah. towards or they're not in stride and everybody's yelling at Deontay. Well, he needs to, he needs to you know get upfield right away. Well, if you're coming back to the ball, right? He does have a habit of going backwards before he goes forwards. Yeah, but it's been like three plays this year 
And some of it's because that's where the route's taking you. Right. You know, you're coming know. back to the football. If he didn't come back to the football and the cornerback broke on it mm-hmm. and beat him to the ball and it was an interception, people would then be complaining that he, yes. didn't, he didn't come back to the football. I mean, there's numbers to bear this out, <clears throat> contrary to what I'm about to say. But people will be like, this guy doesn't score touchdowns, he's bad after the catch, and he has too many drops. I think he can score touchdowns. I've seen him as a punt <laughs> returner. He's fine with the ball in his hands, yeah. if not a plus. And the drops were way overblown. There was a month, one year, where he had the drops bad. Yeah. If that didn't exist, we wouldn't be like, this guy can't catch the ball. Right. You know? Now he drops once, one a month, and everybody freaks out about right. the one that he does drop. My, I mean, if he drops five a year going forward, that's where he's at right now, Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Because he's going to get 120 targets. Or he did more than that. I, mean, I don't even know yeah. who the drop leader is this year, but I guarantee he's not around. I never looked at stuff because I don't always trust the people – What's a drop? Well, I mean, you got to use somebody. I I use NBC Sports. Yeah, I'm sure it's close. Uh, So the leaders. Probably around 10. Actually, it's down this year. Hmm. So the leader is three guys tied at number one. Saquon Barkley. Wow. They're not not (laughs) difficult throws usually. Tyler Higby and Travis Kelsey. Hmm. I mean, I've been saying this for a while with Johnson, though. I mean. If you're heavily targeted in high traffic areas, like Kelsey, you're going to have more than your share of drops. Yeah. Edelman and Welker were always at the top of the league. Yeah, the guys who are tied for second with six: Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, okay. Amari Cooper, uh, Davis, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Jalen Waddle. Drops are down. I mean, I'm, I guess passing's down, scoring's down. Yeah. But still, usually five is not near the leaders. And then you've got the, the guys with five, and, of course, he, you know, Johnson, Johnson's around that. There's a bunch of guys in here, including, well, Mike Evans, mm-hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill, Hawkinson. None of them you think are not sure Yeah, Deontay Johnson. George Pickens has five, Does by the way, as well. Yeah, and fewer uh, targets. Yeah. Darius Slayton, uh, Dalton Schultz, Robert. I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's the not guys that, are getting targets, right? Yeah, if you get targeted a lot, you're going to have some drops. It's the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, the other guys get paid to disturb it, right? Make, right. Yeah, make the drop, make you not catch the football. Yeah, and how accurate are those throws on the drops and all that stuff too? You know? That's all part of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not concerned about that at all. No, no, I'm honestly not concerned about Steeler weapons overall, and I think they'll add one more receiver and. And or and as well as Austin returning, and, yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting to see if they look at Austin just as enough. To... I wouldn't. From what we saw in training camp, just oh, I'm interested. I'm very interested. Yeah, but I would draft a slot receiver in like the third round. I never want my young third uh, th- after free agent needs are met and the three picks have been made. I want that. 5'10", 190-pound guy that runs a 4'4", the slot. You can get those guys in the fifth round, though. You can. Yeah. You can. I mean, I don't know this draft well enough, but it's supposedly not a great receiver class by recent standards. Yeah. But I would not just count on Austin, which isn't No, I'm, on I'm not saying I would do that either. Yeah, because you're just a Pickens or Johnson's injury away from being light. Yeah. I worry. No, I hear you. I hear you on that one. Um, and I never want to leave my young quarterback. I'll, I'll leave Rodgers in a bind. I'll leave Brady in a bind. Not a second-year quarterback in terms of receiver. Yeah. 
Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcast shows, such as this one, The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, The Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We also want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the show, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.